Good morning. Don't mind me. I'm in my pajamas. It is really early. It's 8.30 in the morning. And my hair is crazy. I have no makeup on. <laughs> um, so today I had been nonstop thinking about my children and just how much I love them so deeply. Last night I was just staring at my youngest, cuddling with her in the bed. And I was just crying my freaking eyes out because I saw this video of this mom who lost her, lost one of her babies and she had twins and one did not make it. I think the baby was only like three months or four months old and watching the video, I was bawling my eyes out. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it. I was it's so touching and when you're a mom like you when you see like another mom go through something you really almost feel her pain because I know like I've always hated the saying like like say somebody loses somebody and another person like tries to compare their loss it I don't know it's just I never liked that I never thought that that was okay because you don't know how that person's feeling. But one thing I know is that moms are connected. And when one mom loses their child, the other mom feels her pain. When I seen that video, I was just staring at my baby, just bawling. Could never imagine losing any of my children. And I'm with every mom that ever has lost an infant or a child. It's just so sad. And, you know, you got to pray for these mothers to hold strength because that is a loss that can never be compared. When I gave birth to my last child, Alora, she's now nine months. She's about to be 10 months old. I'm sorry. So two months, it will be her first birthday. and. I'm like getting emotional thinking about it. This is how you know. <laughs> so I just remember when I went into labor with her, I was 36 weeks pregnant. I think I was like, I was almost 37 weeks, but I knew because I had got my cervix checked at 36 weeks because I was having signs of like, the start of early labor. So any mom who's been through labor, there's like early labor where like you'll get like more frequent Braxton Hicks and then you'll lose your um your mucus plug. I was like in signs of early labor and my doctor checked my cervix and she says, oh yeah, you're three centimeters. And I said, oh Lord, that means she's gonna be coming any day. And, um, so yeah, so she said, you know, just take it easy, try to make it to 37 weeks. And I said, absolutely. So I was just waiting day by day. And all of a sudden I went to labor and 
I waited at home. You know, I wanted to make sure that the contractions were were real, but they started getting more painful every five minutes, you know, a little more painful and they were every three minutes. So I was like, okay, it's time to go to the hospital. So I went into the hospital and, you know, they checked me and they were like, okay, well, you're still only three centimeters, but we'll wait an hour and see if, you know, these contractions are actually dilating you. So I was like, okay. So an hour goes by, she checks me again. She goes, yeah, you're about four centimeters now. So yeah, your cervix is changing. And with this being my fourth child, they didn't want to send me home until active labor like really started because they were scared that I was just going to go so quick, which usually happens because after the fourth one, your body technically knows what to do. So it happens a little bit faster. Well, opposite, <laughs> the opposite happened to me for some odd reason. I um, got to about six five or six centimeters and they broke my water and as soon as my water broke i stopped having contractions like just out of nowhere my body just like stopped labor i don't know what happened so they waited about another hour to see if the contractions were gonna like start back up and I was still having contractions, but they were very, like, they were, like, every, like, 20 minutes, like, 15, 20 minutes, and it was not, like, powerful. It was just, like, a like a Braxton Hicks, you know, type situation. So then they go, okay, well, let's start you on, like, a small dose of Pitocin to see if it, like, speeds things up. So they started me on Pitocin. About 30 minutes later, the contractions came back 10 times harder. And, um, they kept coming in and like kind of pushing my, um, my cervix to like push more and more water out because, you know, when they break your water, it doesn't all come out. It's like, and I, I also didn't get the epidural. I was going to go completely natural. Like I did my last birth and cause my last birth was so easy. I mean, he was out, I think within eight hours, I would completely natural. It was, everything was so smooth. I was so relaxed. It was amazing. So I was like, I want to do it again with my fourth. And so once those like contractions start hitting, you know, this is, wow, man, I had a, it was a lot more painful than with my third labor because they started me on Pitocin. So the contractions were hitting a lot harder and when they because they didn't give me pitocin for my third like the contractions felt more like more natural but pitocin contractions are a lot different let me tell you and so i had to go in all these positions to like breathe and rock back and forth my favorite position was literally like standing up on the side of the bed with my hands like leaned over and just swaying my hips that was like I didn't even want to move. I was like, this is my position right here. This is where I'm able to breathe. And like every time I had a contraction, I just kind of like squatted a little bit and like, you know, took a deep breath and like breathed through it. They kept coming, the doctor kept coming in to check me and I still was six centimeters. Like 
every 30 minutes. And these were like active contractions. These were like, I was feeling like I needed to push like right now. It was like, right now I need to push. And she kept checking me and I'm like, she's like, no, you're only six centimeters. You still got some time. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I'm like, what is going on? So my cervix just would not dilate. And so as they were checking the heart rate, like within that hour of those contractions, like being strong, they noticed that her heart rate was dropping. And I was like, she didn't know if it was just the monitor because, you know, when you're in active labor, you kind of move a lot because you're in pain. So like the monitors will move around on your belly. So like they won't get a good heart rate they won't catch the heart rate all the way. So she thought maybe it was just the monitor. So they had me lay down and they put um, a monitor on Alora's head on the inside. Um, so then they realized, oh no, her heart rate is dropping. And for moms that are experienced, you know, a baby's heart rate should be, I think it's like between 110 to 160 or 170. I think it's 170. It's a 110 to 170. Well, hers was like at, I think it was, it started dropping. It was like 90 to like, it would go from like 70 to 90. And that was like scary. You know, that's, they, they weren't really telling me what's going on. They were just like, we're trying to get her heart rate back up. So they had me move in all these different positions to try to get her heart rate back up and realized it actually was not working at all. So I remember I was like sitting up, like they had the bed like sh almost straight up the back end. And I was like holding on to it and I was on my knees. So I was like facing towards the bed. And she goes, she she had like the, a monitor on too. And she was just like holding my belly and she had her another hand on my back and she's just watching the monitor and I remember and I didn't even look at the monitor like I was just so much in pain and like trying to like focus on what they were telling me to do and all of a sudden my doctor looks at me and she she looks at the monitor and she goes shit and I remember looking at her back and going just please put me to sleep because <laughs> I knew right away right away she was gonna take me to the take me for an emergency c-section and as soon as i said that she goes don't worry we're going to put you to sleep and like told the nurses to get the or ready and all of a sudden they run in a, a different bed they have me sit on the bed my friend's there and because my husband couldn't my husband was home with alec so my my friend was there with me from church and she goes just relax you know don't don't you know if you're stressed it's gonna stress her out more just relax and i'm like you're right because <laughs> i was like scared i was like crying i was like oh my god i'm i'm so scared you know because i i'm so scared i'm gonna lose her because of how fast they were moving i knew they, they meant business i was like oh yeah this this is about to happen they are like on a mission right now to get her out so they run me like i mean run me uh, like what you see in movies, that's what I felt like I was in. And I was just looking at the ceiling the entire time. Love all the nurses at Southwest General. 
like, oh my God, they were amazing with comforting me. They were like, just, man, they are, I love them. I've given birth to all of my children at Southwest and I never regretted it. It was just, man, what an experience it was. They rushed me to the OR. As I'm laying there, they're literally running around and there's only one nurse that's continuously monitoring her heart rate, Alora's heart rate. And all I remember hearing her is saying, it's still dropping. And I remember the doctor going, where's the anesthesiologist? You know, screaming at everybody. And they're like, we, we just called. He's running down the hallway. And I remember thinking, oh God, this is like, man, please, God. I remember looking at the lights in the OR going, God, please get her out. Okay, please make sure they get her out in time. And, um, and I remember, um, one of the nurses walking over to me because I'm like crying. I'm like, please, please, please don't take my baby. <laughs> and, oh God, I'm not crying on camera. God damn. And the nurse coming over to me and rubbing my head and she goes, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to get her out. She's going to come out crying, you know, whatever. She, everything's going to be okay. You know, she's being so great so great to me. I remember my doctor prepping my stomach while I'm laying there. And I remember thinking, please wait till I go to sleep. Please don't cut me yet. And my doctor going, we're not going to cut you. We just got to make sure, you know, we're ready. So all of a sudden the anesthesiologist runs in, he goes, how much does she weigh? And, um, they didn't even look at the time. I remember, I think I remember like one nurse going or the doctor going, like, what time is it? She's like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, something like that, you know? Like, she didn't even realize, you know, because I guess from time it starts, you need to know the time. And I remember them putting the tarp, even though I was still going to sleep, they put the tarp up for me, you know, still. And uh, I just remember thinking, please put me to sleep, please. <laughs> I don't want them to cut me right now while I'm awake. And what's crazy, the craziest part of this is, you know, he goes, do you want me to count down? And I said, no. <laughs> So I, I already knew because I actually I've gotten my breasts done and it felt if the scenarios felt, felt very similar because they had strapped my arms down. And um, I remember the doctor when I got that surgery saying, when you feel the burn, that's you'll just know you're going to be out within seconds. So I so th as soon as I felt the burn, I knew I was like, I'm going to be out. So. I remember, which is crazy because you know how if anybody's gone through surgery, you go through this period of when you're going to sleep, like that time you close your eyes and you're out, you can still hear everybody talking and it feels more of like a dream, right? And then all of a sudden you wake up and it was like nothing happened, right? So in that time when I went to like in that beginning time of me going to sleep, I swear I remember hearing and it felt more clear when I first woke up, but I could have been dreaming it. But is she out? And the anesthesiologist saying yes. And then I felt the cut when she cut me. And how I know I was like, this has to be real because of when I looked down at my incision, it because she cut me from like hip to hip. She did not do me very good <laughs> with my scar. My scar looks great now. Like it's actually, it shrunk up. My stomach's small, you know, so it, it shrunk up, but it is uneven. And I just remember when, she, when I felt the cut, I didn't 
feel pain with the cut. I just remember feeling like the pressure of the cut when I was sleeping. So like when I, as I was transitioning, like that transition time, like of falling asleep to being in that deep sleep. So I just remember um, feeling it. And then I woke up 45 minutes later. I first thought was obviously, um, where's Laura? And my friend says, she is perfect. She's over there. You know, they were, because I woke up so quick. I look over and I see them. They're doing all her tests and stuff. And I can see her little feet kind of sticking out of the heater, the heater bed. And I was like, oh, I just want to hold her. So they gave her to me right away, actually. And um, I right away, I was just like, I, I wanted that bonding time with her because I felt like I didn't get it. You know, it was kind of taken away from me. So I just remember right away putting her on the boob, you know, to breastfeed her. And she latched right away. It was just, it was so amazing after. And they, the doctor came in about an hour or two later. And she goes, she sat on my bed and she goes, you know, I got, we got her out within nine minutes. And I was like, wow. They were like, yeah. And as soon as she came out, she was screaming her head off. And I said, wow, thank God. She, and then I asked her, I said, why do you think that happened? And she goes, she goes, there could have been many reasons we don't know. And she said that um, it happens a lot of times with new moms, you know, like when they're in their first labor because their body doesn't know what to do. So we're not, we don't know why your body shut down. And, um, you know, she said, maybe you, um, you weren't completely ready and you're, cause you were still early in the pregnancy. You know, there was a lot of things she was telling me, but she did mention to me though, she said in my whole career of being a doctor, um, I've never been so scared. I was going to lose a baby. And I said, wow. <laughs> I said, well, thank God she's okay. And I was like, you know, I'm thanking God. I'm like, God was with her in there. That's why. But in all my other labors were fairly easy. You know, my first, I got an epidural with my first two. My first child, um, Victoria, she's about to be 11 this year. Can't believe it. It's been 11 years since I had her. <laughs> Absolutely insane. But um, so when I had her, I was in labor for 12 hours and it was, it was easy process. I mean, I got, I, it was very slow, but like steady, you know, so everything was happening in perfect time. And when it was time to push, I only pushed, I think like, I think it was like five times for her to come out. So she actually, I pushed her out so quick, they said, because she got bruising all over her mouth and her nose and everything. It was, and then Leo, I went into active labor at home. And I remember thinking, I'm going to have this baby on the couch. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like calling everybody. Nobody was answering me. I was like, oh my God, I'm having him here at home. I know it. And, and then little Victoria, she was only like, I think she, she they're 14 months apart. So she was about 14, 15 months and um she goes she goes are you okay mommy and i'm like i'm okay i'm okay and i'm like trying to breathe through it and then finally my mom answered and rushed to me and um took me to the hospital they had him with 
like literally with um within that hour so i had him i think it was like i think it was five five hours from active labor to having him like i was only in labor for five hours so and um and i was like give me the epidural i was like give me the epidural now <laughs> trying to get the epidural and um i was like seven centimeters when i went into the hospital so it was it was on it was on it and they said they were like we can do we can do it but you know may not have full effect you know i was like i don't care just anything anything and they ended up giving me i think like some other iv med like pain med it kind of makes you loopy and it only lasts like 30 minutes so they gave me that first before um before i could get the epidural well while i was waiting for the epidural while i was waiting for the epidural to get there i was on that and i think it's like magnesium or i don't freaking know whatever it's called but um so yeah so they that one was easy i pushed him out quick too and then um alec was my most peaceful beautiful like he was just absolutely perfect absolutely the whole process was just amazing i was in labor with him for six hours six or seven hours yeah, so it was like easy as well. And I didn't get the epidural with him. I was like, you know, this is my third one. I think I could do it. And I had, I remember having like piano music playing, meditation music, and just breathing through the whole process. It was amazing. I was just, it was great. I was scared, but I was like, I got this. This was good. And um, yeah, that was all my all my labors have uh, an amazing story, but I definitely like this last one was just it was so scary. Um, a very large part of me though knew that God was holding my hand the entire time, so I had a lot of peace with that. And um, my husband wants another one, <laughs> and I said, Lord, <laughs> Lord, help me. I don't want another one, but I will give him another one because he wants another boy. As I've said this before, and I don't know if you guys remember, but I have two oldest with my ex-husband, and then I have two with my husband now. So he wants one more, and he wants another boy. So I told him, after like the end of this year, we can start trying. So we'll see. Because I'm 30. I'll be 31 at the end of this year. So... I told him this will be like the last hurrah. And if we want any more in the future, we're going to circuit. Because <laughs> I know that I'm already aware that if I was to have another child, that they would do a planned C-section because I've already had a C-section. Plus, because I had an emergency C-section, they would not want to have the same scare. So they would already automatically plan for a C-section. So, and that's terrifying because in every mom who has had a C-section knows that being awake, feeling everything is just, it's terrifying. It's very terrifying. So I don't want to have to go through that, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so I'm so glad you guys listened today. I had to get that off my chest because I was in my feels this morning and 
I needed to, you know, let it out. Thank you for listening to your vibe podcast with Ghana. I love all of you.